Coming up, tomorrow we get a new Wes Anderson movie. So today, we look back on one of his more outdoorsy flicks. It's an outdoor movie review. Moonrise Kingdom is next. This episode of The Rock Flight is brought to you by GearTrade. Since 1999, GearTrade.com has been your go-to home for unnew outdoor gear and apparel. You know you have that jacket, pack, or tent that has been left out of your past few adventures. Why not load it all in a box and let GearTrade sell it for you? Heck, they'll even send you a box and a free shipping label. It's that easy to get cash money for all the stuff you're not using. Head to GearTrade.com and click on the Sell Your Gear tab to learn more. GearTrade.com This episode of The Rock Fight is brought to you by Long Weekend Coffee. With four varieties of beans, including the best one, Secret Handshake. Get Secret Handshake, it's the best one. Long Weekend is the best coffee to start your outdoor adventures every day, not just on the weekend. Head to longweekend.coffee and be sure to enter the promo code ROCK10 for 10% off of your first order. Long Weekend Coffee. More weekend, please. We're also brought to you by rockfight.co. That's rockfight.co where you can find every episode of The Rock Fight and you can even read my narrative pods as columns. What? Rock Fight is your new hub for outdoor content. Now, let's start the show. Welcome to Rock Fight, where we speak our truth, slay sacred cows, sometimes agree to disagree. I'm Colin True, and joining me today... I just finished an inspection of his campsite and gave him a commendable. It's Justin Hausman. I was never a Boy Scout. I don't know. Can I have enjoyed Moonrise Kingdom properly without having not been a Boy Scout? I think so. You could probably like wish you had been a Boy Scout. Maybe I don't or, wish I, that. I have a thing about that. Like, can we to, not to like go to, skip to the head? I think I wrote like, uh, can we can we have a world where the Scouts exist without all the pedophilia? You know, like it'd be kind of great. You know what's like, funny is that never <laughs> occurred to me. I, and homophobia. Let's not like. Let's I actually don't really think about. I actually don't ever think about that with Boy Scouts. Oddly enough, I do think like this is a weirdly dorky thing to do. But like, I don't. Yeah. Uh, I've never once, like, our our um the only like good single track in all of Marin County for the most part is uh on Boy Scout owned land, and so a China uh, camp. Uh, no, it's called Tamarancho Camp Tamarancho. Oh, okay, I've been to Tamarancho name. too. Yeah. Oh, you have. Okay, so Camp Tamarancho is the name of the Boy Scout camp and there's like a big uh, one up there huge and like you in the summertime you you'll see you don't really they don't use the trail so you don't really see them on it but uh anyway i see boy scout stuff all the time and i, I actually tend to forget about the, the controversy they just they just need to kind of catch up with the time like the fact that they're still out there and they're and basically the same uniforms they have on a moonrise kingdom in 2023 it's like you know i i'm typically on this podcast railing against plastic you know synthetics but it's like hey man get like a get a tech tee guys you know <laughs> a boy scout logo on it you'd, you'd be more of the times you know but yeah. but yeah we are here today to talk about moonrise kingdom it's another outdoor movie review uh, let's roll through some stuff about the movie. It was released on May 25th, 2012. This movie oh, it's, it's the is uh, little... 11th anniversary-ish. Actually, I didn't even think of that when we decided we did this because we thought of uh, the new Wes Anderson f- film, which is not getting good reviews, called Asteroid City. What? But, uh, yeah, I've heard it's okay. I've heard mm. not. I've heard not. Yeah, we'll see. I'll still watch it. Yeah. But, the, but yeah, 11. I can't believe this movie is 11 years old. That shocked the hell out of me. I thought it was much more recent than that. Mm-hmm. The synopsis that is, in the year 1965... The residents of New Panzance, an island off the coast of New England, inhabit a community that seems untouched by some of the bad things going on in the rest of the world. Well, I didn't really get that from watching the movie. 12-year-old Sam and Susie have fallen in love and decide to run away, but a violent storm is approaching the island, forcing a group of quirky adults to mobilize a search party and find the youths before calamity strikes. 
directed by Wes Anderson. Uh, a few notes on the production was filmed in Rhode Island and mostly based on memories uh, Wes Anderson and his screenwriting partner Roman uh, Coppola had from childhood and from young love wanted really Wes Anderson said he really wanted to depict that kind of time in your life when you didn't really understand the feelings you were having um, and kind of write a, have a story around that. The looks of the characters and their costumes have been a Halloween staple since 2012. You see plenty of uh, Sam's and, and Susie's out there. Is it Sam? Did I got that right. Yeah. Shikovsky. And yep. uh, the box office, $68 million box office and a budget of $16 million. The $16 million lower than Anderson would normally request, but he went a little lower after the poor performance of the fantastic Mr. Fox, which I consider mm. to be his best movie. I love fantastic Mr. Fox. Uh, and it is available to watch on Amazon Prime. So you, if you have Amazon Prime, you don't need to pay for it. Overall thoughts. This is a rewatch for both of us. We both have yeah. seen this movie before. Um, we give a history with Wes Anderson movies. Are you a fan? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm my, I, uh, I'm the insufferable. Well, that's not true. I don't like love or think much about Wes Anderson, but um, I am the I'm the I'm the fun one who gets to go. Bottle Rocket is my favorite Wes Anderson movie, which is the first one he made. Yeah, yeah. I still yeah. think is one of the best, and it's kind of an adventure movie. If you haven't seen Bottle Rocket. Dear Lord, go watch that movie. Wow. Um, it's Wes Anderson without all the uh, like visual, um, the dollhouse sort for. of. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like it's it's I, I it's it's nothing. I mean, it looks nothing like his that sort of like flat where everything is framed per, like rectangular style where all of his shots kind of look like that. Like it doesn't have anything like that. It's just a it's just a wonderful film. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I've I've seen everything he's made. The only things I haven't seen like multiple times, I think I've only seen Darjeeling Darjeeling Limited once, mm -hmm. and I had only seen Moonrise Kingdom once. But for the most part, I've seen everything else. I mean, I've seen I could probably do all of Royal Tenenbaums, you know, verbatim. I, so yeah, I, I, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I'm not as big a fan <laughs> as you. I don't, I don't think there probably been one or two I've missed. I feel like when he's on, when he's clicking with me, he's like one of my top 10 favorite filmmakers. And then there's others. I'm just like, eh, I'm okay. Like I love Zizou. I love Steve Zizou. I know that's almost like a divisive one. I, you know what? Yeah. I don't I actually don't love that one. It's which fine. Is funny. Yeah. That's what I mean. It's weird. I, I do think fantastic. I love fantastic. Mr. Fox. I do too. I that was great. Yeah. His styling really works for the anime, but then Isle of Dogs was okay. Uh, I feel like this movie, Moonrise Kingdom, I remember watching it and really enjoying it. It feels, it's funny, on the rewatch, it feels a little, not as much as maybe Bottle Rocket, but a, the least Wes Anderson-ish to me. There are moments that are very of him, but also there are plenty of scenes where, like, the, the dialogue felt almost like kind of natural and flowing, like real people would talk. And then he has other movies where it's like, this is clearly a fantasy because yeah. nobody talks like this. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I, I, I very much enjoyed... I actually, I was excited to do this one because it had been a while and then rewatching it. I'm like, this movie's awesome. I just, yeah, this movie's it's, great. It's really good. It's really, really well done. I mean, it's, I, um, I've been watching a fair amount of movies lately, I think, because we've been doing these and I just kind of gotten back into the habit, but, mm -hmm. um, it, it's not, it's nice. The thing that's nice about someone like Wes Anderson is, is, you know, you're in good hands. Like you might not like the story. Yeah. Um, and maybe he, maybe he reaches too far or something, but you know, you know, he's not going to make a bad movie, you know? Right. Um, and even so, yeah. So you're you just kind of let it go and maybe you're not super interested in one particular part, but you know that at the, by the end of it, you will have watched a coherent, good film made by oh, someone who's like an expert in their craft, you know? So you get that, you get that with it. I'll be honest with you when this movie, I haven't seen a Wes Anderson movie in a while. When this first started, like in the first 10 minutes, I actually was like, fuck, I'm so tired of Wes Anderson. Like that, like just from the, I'm just tired of his yeah, same old stick. thing all the time. And it's like, it's just so like fey and like twee. And there's time, there was a time in my life where that was, 
extremely cool to me and i'm not in that same period now and so it, yeah you know like for the first 10 minutes i'm like oh i'm gonna hate this i haven't seen it since it came out and i'm probably gonna hate right. it but by the end i was like oh yeah, that's right he's brilliant he's a, he's a phenomenal filmmaker well he's kind of having this weird moment where people are making a lot of short films in the style of wes anderson yeah. like there's like an yeah. avengers wes Anderson, and i'm just like all right you know those 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 kinds of trends to me are like fun for about five four to five seconds and then it's like then they kind of continue on and then event then you get into the third phase of it when then like weird brands like I, I, they probably haven't done this but like petzels doing a wes anderson film you're like what like what, what why are we doing this still like it was cool two weeks ago let's let it go so i i agree the opening shot is very him like very what he has become right there's kind of the going through the house the different the different rooms in the house the kids with the record player the whole deal yeah and i think it where it kicks in for me is when, when they meet up in the field, that's when it kind mm -hmm. of like, it feels like that's when we're like, okay, here we go. And now we're with the kids. Cause until then you're still sort of wondering like, what is this? Like, what is, yeah. what is happening? Yeah. And then you're like, okay, like, this is a coming of age tale. Um, so that's, so I, one of the things that, that I didn't remember was, and I don't know if this is because of this sort of hyper aware world we live in now, but I like was, was really squeamish when they, when the kids were like kissing and, I wrote this and down like the, and like the romantic part, part of it's cause I found Sam to be super unlikable. And I don't know. I don't think that's the point. The girl was awesome. Like she was, super she's awesome. incredible of the two. Yeah. The, it's a weird matchup. He's almost a little too young looking for her. He's way too young looking for her. Like it's not remotely believable that she would want to kiss that guy. And it's yeah. also not below. It doesn't, he doesn't look old enough to want to kiss her at all. So yeah, like, he looks like he's like eight years old. Yeah. Like I was a little squeamish. It would have made more sense. I don't know how old that actor is. And I don't know how old those kids are supposed to be. Um, But I would have well, preferred... they're both 12. I think in the movie. Yeah, I would have preferred a, a, a some. I, I don't know. Somehow it felt a little. It felt a little bit weird to me. Also, just I, sorry, dude. I didn't like the kid that plays Sam. I don't. I don't think he did a very good job. I don't like that kid. <laughs> I liked him in different. When there was a couple of scenes, like when he had, he wasn't didn't have his hat on, and like the kind of the must hair with the glasses. Actually, he looked different, and it, it kind of. And I wish that we had seen him like that more. He looked more like what I would have wanted him to look like, being paired up with the girl who played Susie, and. I agree with you. Like, it, it's funny. It didn't really ruin my enjoyment of the film, but I agree with kind of everything you're saying. Like, it just sort of like, yeah. it didn't like, he looked a little too young for her. So they should have either casted her looking younger or found another kid that looked a little bit older. And well, yeah, oh, go ahead. Well, I think I actually, I, I was, I would have preferred that they just casted those with adults that were pretending to be kids. Like, I think that would, like, that I was, cool. as I was watching, like this would have been way funnier if Jason Schwartzman was Sam <laughs> and Gwyneth Paltrow or whoever you want was, what's her name? Susie. Is that her name? Susie's the, the daughter. Yeah, yeah, like like and like all the all the boys, the daughter, the kid, the girl. thing were all were all adults. I think like that would have been way funnier and way more interesting. They could have done a better job. I mean, it's very rare to find kid actors that are that good. And say like the kid playing Sam wasn't that good. That girl playing so, Susie, I thought was excellent. She's she still was acting really um, good. Yeah, I thought she's and she apparently this is her first role. She was at open casting call in like Andover, Massachusetts. And yeah, you can part. sort of tell. I think that's. I feel like that's happened before with Wes Anderson. I, I could be wrong. Probably. Um, but yeah, I did have a yeah. thing. I had a note in my nitpicks and questions uh, section of did the Wes Anderson style help or hurt the display of young love from a making you uncomfortable point of view? Because I definitely Let's, had something. I think it actually helped. It's sort of because the sort of matter of factness of the dialogue. Mm -hmm. And it was sort of like, you know, I, and it, it was in a and it was unrealistic in a way, because the first time you ever have your first kiss, no one stops and say, hey, have you ever heard of French kissing? You just sort of like fumble your way through it. Right. And so yeah. like I kind of in some ways made it, it was a little disarming to kind of have that there. 
but then at the same time, you know, like these are these are young kids who did. Well, this they're also but, both you know. weird. Remember, like, like that's kind of the. That's they're true. also both very odd. So, like, right? I definitely would not have been like directing my first kiss, but you know, I the, the whole the kids are supposed to be super strange, so it kind of makes sense. Well, some more just kind of overall things I wrote down, like you know, the New England vibes were strong. Like, I was getting a little nostalgic for my time in New England, like just the like the cedar planks on uh, siding on some of the homes, and like huh. when I found it was filmed in Rhode Island, I'm like, yeah, this just feels like New England. There's some like the streams and the little you get these great um, rocky alcoves on the coast up there in Northern New England. And it's just like, it definitely, I was, I was feeling that, that feeling that I thought the setting was fantastic. And that Sam and Susie were definitely camping. This is fresh in my mind after yeah. my interview with Matt Little from, uh, from snow peak, but the, the snow peak way. Oh a, yeah. Some nice elaborate campgrounds. Going well, he, on like his, the tent was always on. Well, I don't know if it was always was, but it's on the platform at least twice. Like this wooden platform. <laughs> I like, want to go camp that together. Right. <laughs> I like that. Um, that was cool. The soundtrack I thought was amazing. I loved yeah, well, the soundtrack. Course. Yeah, of course. And um, and then my other my favorite thing was the the well, you mentioned Jason Schwartzman, but like him and Kaitel, Harvey Kaitel, I thought they're kind of their bit parts were just, they crushed it like per usual for those two. But I love both those guys. I I mean everybody does a really good job. Um, Ed Norton Jr. is so good at it. And like, but I I kind of forgot that at one point they've lost all the campers, you know. And I'm like, <laughs> And you and you're like, God, is he? Did, was that his fault? Does he suck? He didn't do anything wrong. No. You know, had if Sam wasn't such like a lunatic and like cut a hole through the thing and escaped, like none of that would have happened. But when Kaitel strips him of his badge or whatever, you're like, Yeah, you got to. You, you got to, man. By the you, way, you lost you your whole troop. That was the most Anderson gag pie in the whole movie, and probably the one I laughed out the most was was the hole in the side of the tent. I just like so, that just slayed me and I forgot about it too. I kind of, I really forgot about it until then. I'm like, I'm like, Oh my God, that's right. Like he, Andy Dufresne threw up, you know, two millimeters of fabric. So, cause, because he had, you know, for people who haven't seen it or don't remember the kid had like tacked like posters up and like maps to the inside of his tent, which is amazing because I just set up, I don't know if I've mentioned this on the show before or not, but I just set up this huge canvas tent in our backyard. Mm -hmm. Um, for like a summertime hangout spot. And uh, I, I, and like, now I'm like, you know what? I'm going to put some posters up. Like that was, that was dope. Did you? Like, that was, that was so cool. If nothing else, I'll just put some little topo maps and just like tack them to the tech. Yeah. Them. But Make that a was a cool. outdoor room. That, so the, like, it's interesting that you brought up the, the new England thing. Cause my first thought when I watched it is I don't remember if they specifically say new England. I mean, I, I sort of assumed, but obviously mm -hmm. it's a made up Island, you know, new Penzance Island. But part of me was like, I wonder if this is supposed to be in the Pacific Northwest, you, like because I don't have the oh, yeah. immediate, I, can see that. I don't have the immediate East Coast uh, awareness that someone who's lived there has, and um, we also don't have a at least I don't think so anyway. I, we don't really have like a like a Boy Scout tradition that much on the West. You know, like I don't know anybody mm. who's in Boy Scouts. My my wife was in something that wasn't the Girl Scouts, but was like the Girl Scout, maybe Campfire Girls or something. Okay, for a little bit. But like I don't know any kids around here that do it. I I do, obviously there is there is a presence somewhat around here. But it's I I get the feeling anyway that like summer camps, scouting, all that sort of stuff is a way bigger deal on the East Coast. And I this is entirely based on on stuff from entertainment because I've never gone camping really. Sure. So, but when you know when you're watching something about camping and it's from an East Coast perspective, it's like inevitably it's like a summer camp vibe. <laughs> yeah, and and like true. the 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 gear is like different like it it feels way more contained mm -hmm. and that's like so this movie to me was like okay this this feels like what i always think when i watch like an east coast outdoor movie where it's like you could have filmed this entire thing in an ll bean and like they almost maybe would have preferred that or it's like a that's disneyland true. version of camping 
yes, that's Wes Anderson's effect, but also I feel like that about a lot of these sorts of movies where it's not wild like it is in the West. I mean, it's well, to a degree it is, but it's not it's not really like true open expanse of wilderness like you can find out here. It, and, it it definitely is that way. I mean, I think that's one of the charms of the East Coast, and sometimes some some things I miss about the Northeast. Um, and I just chat about this actually with Mike Rogie. We were talking about the Northeast, and it's like. There's an it's the oldest part of the country, right? And the town I lived in, New Hampshire, was founded in 1623. Like global standards, that's still pretty young, but in American standards, that's ancient, right? And mm-hmm. it's like there's a there's a little bit of an integration with society and the outdoors, and it's so green and lush too. On like the, kind of the, like the Southwest, or you, well, you it is where you are as well. But even then, it's like it's denser. There is a denseness to the forest there and the Appalachian forests that don't really exist out west, and so. I, that's the stuff I'm talking about. I did write down too, though. It did feel like I could see you getting into like this island. This feel like the place where you might want to base your micro outdoor community that you keep talking about. Like, <laughs> I, I was looking at those coves and like oh, and yeah. the, and the streams and the and the and the green forest, and I'm like, I'm like, Housemoo would probably really like hanging out wherever they made this. Oh, for sure. I mean, there's got to be lobster in there. Yeah, that there's I, definitely I, yeah. lobster. Yeah, I like. I mean, I like that too. Once I once I finally like officially realized it was obviously meant to be in New England. I'm like, all right, this this makes this makes sense. I also right. was, you know, part of me is like, shit, are there giant islands like that out there? I mean, I don't there know are. about New England to really know, dude. Like, you actually should plan like a New England trip. I think you. Yeah, really I've been think. to Maine. I've been to yeah. Maine and New Hampshire, but um, you know, I didn't spend that much time there. But uh, the North yeah. Atlantic coast is sick. I mean, there are those big islands. We did. They they used to have this race. I don't think they do it. It was like a race. And using air quotes, um, the great round garish island race. It was in Portsmouth Harbor, New Hampshire, and you. It was a, mostly a dory race. So we bring these handmade dories in, but you could do it in a kayak. So we would do it in a kayak. And you'd go and paddle around this island, which would get down the open water paddling out on the ocean and back up the Piscataqua River. And then there'd be a big like lobster bake on this island. And they'd pull the lobsters like right out of the water and have clams and corn. And it was like, it was awesome. It was like the greatest thing ever. So, yeah, I don't, we just don't have that sort of, I mean, you can, it's, it doesn't seem that different, but it is that different. I mean, it is a cool thing we might do here is like go paddle kayaks around and maybe like throw some Dungeness pots down and like get some fresh Dungeness crab from the bottom right. and cook it up, which isn't that different, but somehow there is in the same way that like, I feel like when you go to Europe, like the, the mountains are just more, feel, things just feel more manicured. Like you just, at any point you might stumble on a hotel, you know, and that's kind of yeah. how the yeah. East coast sort of camping vibe feels to me. So I want this movie feels really cozy. I mean, it's again, it's a Wes Anderson, but it makes camping feel so damn cozy, you know, right. and, and nostalgic, even though I didn't live that experience. Uh, I never went to a summer camp. Um, nothing like that. I've never worn a uniform like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, nothing like that, but you still feel nostalgic because like books I would have read as a kid about camping would have, would have had that sort of thing in it. Or absolutely. If you get a pair of socks for your kids about camping, it probably looks like that tent, you know, it just has yeah. that, homey like warm vibe to it and like everything else we watched so far and discussed like i want to go outside after it like it's like okay i want to go canoeing really bad like i want to do like i i love it even though i was squeamish about the 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 young love sort of thing um he does a really good job of capturing that that feeling of of like bored freedom that you have as a kid where you you you're you don't really like what your normal you know, you're constrained by your family, whatever your, your house, you don't like your school, whatever, but like just out, just outside, you don't know what's there. Like it could be anything, you know? And there's that, that, that joy of just like escape that you would feel anytime you went a little bit too far or whatever. Mm -hmm. And and it's, it's great for that. And, and like, that's, that's like the most pure adventure that so many of us ever really have in our Mm -hmm. lives, you know? And, and 
it, it definitely nails that feeling of, of being a kid and escaping and not also, but not really having to be afraid, you know, like they know they're going to mm-hmm. be fine, you know? Yeah. They're um, on an Island. Where are they going to go? They're yeah, going to get around, you know? And like, it's, you know, like it'd be what, if this movie was made and they're like escaping into the Andes or something, like it'd be a whole different vibe, but yeah, it's like, it's, it's cute. It's charming at no point, you know, is anything seriously wrong or bad going to happen to them? I mean, the worst thing that happens is adultery, you know? Yeah, right. whole, <laughs> well, I have questions um, about that when we get into nitpicks actually, but yeah. last thing about the cast, I want to make was a couple of things. Number one, young Lucas Hedges. That was kind of crazy. seeing him as like a tiny kid. Wait, He's the one from Lucas Hedges. He was the kid in um, the one by the sea. Oh my god, the, the, the one by the sea. Oh, uh, the Casey Affleck movie. The oh, one. Manchester by the Sea. Thank you. I've he's a Manchester that. by the Sea. Yeah. I've oh, never he seen that. Uh-uh. He's been and he's been in a couple of things. Uh, he's he's kind of made a name for himself since this. Must I know the I know the name. Yeah. Know the name. Well, who is he? Is he the is he the like handsome uh kid that's like the rival that rides the motorcycle? That gets stabbed. Around? Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> that was so fucked up. That was super. And they shot the up. dog with an arrow. That was super <laughs> duper fucked up. That she yeah. just straight up stabbed that kid. That was weird. That didn't need to be in there. That was Susie odd. rules. Oh uh, no, it did need to be in there because Susie rules. There's no That's way you I'm can stab say. a kid with those scissors. By the way, there's just no way. Why? They're sharp. They're, they're not that strong. sharp. Not when they're closed. No, no way. No then, way you're uh, trading a body with those scissors. The the kids' names were great. I wrote them down. So we had. I've, we had, Lucas Hedges was Redford. Then after that, we had Lazy Eye, which is still the best Lazy one. Eye, so good. Penagel, <laughs> Gadge, DeLuca, Izod, Skotak, Roosevelt, and Nickleby. <laughs> Not like amazing names. Just God, absolutely yeah. amazing names. Well, Camp Ivanhoe is great. I don't remember what Ivanhoe yep. means. I love that name. I actually, until I was two years old, lived in a town called Ivanhoe. So that that means Ivanhoe was. Uh, I remember my father used to read me a story about Ivanhoe. It was like yeah, I don't. I don't remember where it's from. Yeah. yeah. Let's take a quick break, and then I want to talk about Bruce Willis. It's time to play What's on GearTrade.com right now! Since 1999, GearTrade has been your first stop to buy or sell gear and get ready for your next outdoor adventure right now. I'm heading over to GearTrade.com to look for my favorite deals of the day. And remember, things move quickly. By the time you get here, these items could be gone, so don't wait around. Get shopping! Okay, first up, are you traveling or camping this summer? Then you need a Low Alpine Telesac 10 liter compression sack. This item is used but in good condition, normally retails for $233, but can be yours for $100.97. Next up, how about a lumbar pack from the brand that made lumbar packs famous, Mountain Smith. This pack is brand new, normally retails for $59.95 and can be around your waist for just $28.81. Lastly, this summer, if you want to avoid afternoon rainstorms and you wear a women's extra large, you can pick up a used Steo Ender Pack Light hooded jacket for just $109.56, while normally this jacket is $249. Man, what a steal. If you're wondering where these deals come from, they come from you. Gear Trade makes everything so easy, they'll even pay for shipping and send you a box to load up that pile of gear you have lingering in your garage and turn it into cash money. So, if you're looking for that crucial piece of gear or apparel for your next adventure, or want to make some room in your gear closet, or both, there is only one solution. GearTrade.com A little tough seeing Bruce Willis kind of at the end of his prime, knowing that he's where he is these days. He's uh... What do you mean by these days? What do you mean? Oh, he has like some form of dementia now. I mean, there's oh, this whole thing I about how he's... about that. God, I forgot well, about that. He did, He's great, man. He's really so good. good. Like he... So, good. so I... I forgot about that. And like, my, I, I, I can't, I, I, I can't help, but let like cultural things like color my 
experience of this sort of stuff. But like my thought when I see Bruce Willis is like, ah, he went down like the MAGA road. Like I like, yeah. And so I, to see him like this, like this is, this is back in the day when you could just enjoy a person. Like, you know, like right. Yeah. Like we I didn't, didn't have to like, know your politics. Didn't, so need, like, you know, didn't yeah. need to know what you thought about things. And like, that was such a great world. Cause I loved Bruce Willis. You know, I think the only one who's transcended that world is Tom Cruise. Cause I still go see anything he's in, but he is, such yeah, a and you know, job. he's a whack job, you <laughs> totally, know, like, but it's like, that's all right. Top yeah. Gun Maverick was awesome. <laughs> yeah. And, and, but he, he does, he does like, you forget that like Bruce Willis was so good at like being kind of a, like a vulnerable sad sack. Very like which so. is amazing considering he's John McClane, you know, but yep. like he's good at that. And no, go watch him in Pulp Fiction, even like I mean, and he uh, Butch yeah. is kind of a tough guy, but in those moments in the hotel room with his with his girlfriend there or whatever, and it's just like he's such a layered performer. He really is. He's just so good. And like, I mean, also acting a, like opposite Francis McDormand, like I'd probably be really good too because she's that's just a good so, point. She's incredible. She's, yeah, for outdoor lessons learned, uh, they kind of spelled it out for us. You got, you know, no Sunday school shoes for hiking, right? We talked yep, about that yep, right off the bat. That's great. First thing, you're not these shoes aren't going to work, right? Yeah. No, put a pebble in your mouth if you get thirsty. But then that I've was heard uh, that for a long time. I've never tried it. And then that was great that they try it. And then he's like, I have water too. That was pretty. Yeah, I, that was so, like such a good job of like kids that are like super enthusiastic about the tiny bit of knowledge they have about something. I mean, right. I don't know if he has kids or not. He must because it was like that was perfect because that's exactly what that that's exactly how they would talk. Absolutely. Uh, leaves under your hat or just take your hat off will make you cooler. Mm-hmm. Uh, ropes, obviously essential, for, especially for Sam. He did a lot with that one little rope that he had. Uh, turtles will bite you if you put your if you put your fingers in their mouths. <laughs> that, was pretty, that was another good one. Uh, and then cutting down a tree requires no shirt and a lot of wine. <laughs> that part was so bad. <laughs> I don't think there's ever been another person I would I've wanted to be more than Bill Murray, just generally speaking. But like, yeah. even though he's, is he a bad person in that movie? Well, so I have a question about that. This is kind of what I want to dig into. I, I said the Bill Murray, Francis McDormand, Bruce Willis love triangle felt a little kind of half-assed, unresolved, borderline pointless. Like it's just like I didn't know how. I think they did it to give Bill Murray's character some reason to be a little grumpy. Like he's kind of hmm. knew this was happening. I just didn't really see that. Like, like it was an hour and a half long movie. It felt a little like, why do we have this in here? I don't. I don't think you need it. You can have Susie's parents and you can have the cop. Like they both have roles that they're playing in the story. Yeah, without the... you're right. There's absolutely no reason for that. Yeah, and it just like they felt hmm. really shoehorned, and then also yeah. kind of unresolved too. Like he breaks, she breaks up off with him, and you kind of like, okay, so you're doing the right thing. But what what's the relationship with Bill Murray at the end of it? I don't know. It was a, that was my my one big story nitpick. Of, I didn't honestly. I didn't even really think about that. But you're absolutely right. There's absolutely there's no reason whatsoever to introduce that conflict in the story. It's weird. It doesn't help because Bill Murray's character would react almost all the same way to virtually everything else. Also makes yeah. him look like a like a jerk kind of because he's yeah, like totally. Right, I'm, now I'm riding around in a cop car with a guy who's like probably my wife. My wife. This is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> But if 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 honestly, if it took that for him to be to grab a bottle of wine and an axe and go outside in the backyard to start cutting a tree down, that's, that's fine. That's true. I mean, that it may fine, have been like that was hilarious. Like that could be like an ad libbed thing, you know. I don't know if there's any really honest interviews with him, but I would love just to hear like an honest five minutes about why he continues to show up in Wes Anderson films when he clearly has like a lot of disdain for other parts of Hollywood. So there's just something that he likes about in this weird weird world that Anderson creates and yeah. that he shows up for. Every single time, like, yeah. I mean, like, like Schwartzman, like the typically the Wilson brothers, all these things. Right. Um, all good all these people. 
The other thing I had, I just wrote, are orphanages still a thing? Because I feel like throughout my youth, they were like a major plot point and most and like every movie. Like, well, they're from the orphanage. Or you're going to go to the orphanage. Like the fact that we know what that word means is weird. Like how often does the word orphan come up? I actually technically kind of was an orphan for part of my life. And I don't. That's true. And, and like orphans was never, there was never an option of like living in an orphanage. Or maybe there was. And I, I don't know what that is. I don't yeah, know I assume there's some truth to the it's a horrible existence, like the Oliver Twist sort of thing, because it was such a plot point in so many things. But like, I never, you know, I don't know. Was that real? Was that ac- an actual? Well, thing? it must be right. Like I, yeah. I there were there were foster kids at my high school that I know bounced from di- like into different mm-hmm. homes while they were in high school. And like, what happens when you run out of those? I guess I just was sort of a like juvenile hall or something. Yeah, I guess the foster family is now taking the place as the Hollywood trope for orphan children, probably. Yeah. But this said both. Anyway. I don't know. Yeah. 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 But no, I mean, I think that's I, I pretty cut cut and dry, straightforward to your point. I think the the big the thing we keep coming back to, and you've said it multiple times, is that did it make me want to go outside and like a hearty yes? Oh, big time. Yeah. Right. Maybe I mean, you wanna maybe you want to go outside and have like and have like a real organized camp experience where like we wake up, I'm going to make pancakes and then we're going to like go on this hike that I, that I devised. And then we're going to learn how to make yeah. arrowheads. And they're like, we're going to like that. All, it made me want to do all those things. I know it was a made up Island, but I want to hike that entire, like the Chickawa yeah. trail that he was on. Like, yeah, I'd like to see that trail. Let's, let's go. It's there's, it's, it's interesting on the heels of, um, of uh, Jeremiah Johnson, which is the exact opposite, you know, which is what I was talking about with my like Western idea experience of like being outdoors. Yeah. Yeah. Not, I mean, that movie is even more unrealistic in a lot of ways, but just the sense of, <laughs> of like danger and like absolute pure wilderness where the, you know, elements can kill you. Animals can kill you. There's nothing around to help you. All that sort of stuff that I associate with the outdoors and the back country, which is totally opposite from like we were just discussing with the East coast sort of thing. But those things you can want to do both, you know, like there's times right. where I want to very much have a wild experience on my own. I don't know what's going to happen. Yada, yada, yada. There are other times where I want to load the family up into the van yeah. and have a very like structured outdoor camp experience. Uh, with, hopefully with some sort of, you know, little very, probably very short old Indian trail and all this sort of stuff. Like, that's cool. There's a weird element to that. Totally. You know, that, that I don't know. I like a lot. So, and then you want to go and run around like John Rambo, you know, and, and hide in the woods and yes. do survival stuff. Yes. Yes. I guess the one thing about Jeremiah Johnson is that, you know, at least at least Sam wasn't in the tent with Susie and didn't like lift up her blanket while she was asleep and look at her naked like Jeremiah Johnson did to Swan. But you you'd know? be more likely to do that when you were 12. That's true. <laughs> Jeremiah Johnson creeper. I'm not going to let that, this go. No, that I was guess, weird. I know we got to get going, but the, uh, the, 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 the we've been dancing around deliverance. And I think now I'm kind of mm. glad we've waited because. If the metric we keep coming back to is, does this movie make us want to go outside? <laughs> Deliverance will. Deliverance will. <laughs> so, I, all right. It's going right, to make you want to not get, you know, sexually assaulted, but it, it's, yes. I think I already want that. Is the well, not then you're, a, you know, yeah, I mean, I, well. To I not mean, get a sec. I don't want yes, to get it. Yeah, okay. yes. So <laughs> I think that uh, as long as, you know, would you take that into account? It will definitely make you want to go outside. Don't worry. All right, man, we'll wrap up uh, Moonrise Kingdom right there. Um, but yeah, I think we, we, we're on a good run right now. I think it could be fun if we did get some movies that maybe we don't like. But I think I think I like our metric that we found. You know, do we want to go outside after we watch it? I think that's what we're striving for here. Either if we way. come across one that uh, that makes us not want to go outside, then we'll just we'll have to like burn it down. Burn I'm going to be really excited to, to, re- to review that one, whatever it is. God, this movie makes me want to sit on the couch. I'm never going camping <laughs> again. All right, man. Thanks for coming on. Yep. We'll talk to you next time. 
All right, that's the pod for today. How do you feel about Moonrise Kingdom? Does it make you want to camp? How does it rank amongst the you know best Wes Anderson movies for you? Send it all over to myrockfight at gmail.com. Justin and I want to talk about your emails on a future episode, so send them in. That's it for this week. Go see uh, go see Asteroid City this weekend. I bet maybe that'll end up being an outdoorsy movie. I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. We'll be back next week with more pods and opinions and fun outdoor content for you to listen to while you're out playing outside. Love listening to podcasts while I go outside. I'm Colin True. Thanks for listening. The Rock Fight is a production of Rock Fight, LLC. Rock Fight!